The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Is this that JPP podcast? shows up with the news LJ was hoping for. <laughs> NBA free agency talk. After that, they try to figure out Elon Musk, where all the aliens are, and music copyrights. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. A red wasp is after me. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Jesperance Play Podcast. You like apples? All right, we are finally, it's been a while, guys, but we are Woo. back. I got Pops and LJ with me. What's up, guys? Oh, you know. Man, not much. It's kicking. It's been, it's been a, t- a minute or two, no doubt. It's it's The, the Just Press Play went on a little bit of a, a week or a little bit longer hiatus, but we're back. We're back and rolling. And uh, as always, we are uh, brought to you by MyBookie. And if you're if you're going to be gambling, you got to get off the sidelines and, and get in the game. And MyBookie is the way to do it. So uh, if you want to go on there, put in the JPP promo code and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. But I want to get into it. That surprising. We're recording this on Sunday. It's It was a shocker. But Jason Garrett was conservative in the Cowboys game and opted to kick the field goal instead of go for the win. And then there was a mental error and a penalty cost the Cowboys the game. I mean, you never see that. (laughs) Never see that. (laughs) It's crazy. Rare form. And then, goodness. And then we were able, we were able to get LJ to come on the podcast because the Broncos won yeah, like a hundred to nothing against the Cardinals on Thursday. Until, you know, finally I was able to come back and show my face or my voice, as it were. <laughs> we were worried if he'd ever come back till the Broncos. Well, won. I mean, they had Thank to stop God. a running back from getting two hundred yards. That's that was my that was my one qualification. <laughs> so we finally did it, and now I'm here. <laughs> Speaking of football, uh, I think you wanted to mention something about this game. We're going to touch on a, a lot of different stuff today, but uh, you were going to mention I think, something about Drew Brees in that Saints-Ravens game. I know he has now beat every NFL team, but in that game, Justin Tucker, of all people, missed the game-tying extra point. <laughs> Did he really? I Did mean, you see the look on his face? Yeah, Did really? you see the look on his face? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of knuckled or something. It just oh, he kicked no. it. It looked true, and then it just started drifting. I guess it'd be like a golf Fade. Uh, what what was slice. his what was his face after the game, Dad? His face were just these huge eyes. Like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Oh yeah, he I mean, it like. was like, I don't miss kicks. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't miss kicks. I don't do that. <laughs> My whole worldview is thrown. I don't know what to believe in anymore. Because I mean, anything under sixty three yards and Justin Tucker is money. Yeah. and he missed an extra point. Wow. I think the Ravens weren't even probably watching. Joe Flacco probably didn't believe someone when they were like. Yo, Justin missed the extra one. He's like, shut up. Yeah. Let's go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Take this dub and go. 
Wow. But uh, but your boy, dad's boy, Drew Brees, has now beat every NFL team in uh, every all thirty-two teams. He is now beaten. That's but uh, you were going to say something about you were going to say something well, about I, old I, cool I did, and, it, and it's related to that, uh, Kev. But you know, look up. You know, there's only a, two other members of that club, and that would be Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, yeah, or AKA Favre. And then I noticed, I thought what was interesting is there are four other quarterbacks that have beaten 31 teams. Are we going to guess them? Would you like to? I think that'd be kind of fun. Brady's got to be one, right? Brady is one. And what's the only team he hadn't beaten? Patriots. Patriots. The Patriots, of course. Well, that's yeah, what you're yeah. going to look okay. for. You, I think to guess them, we have to think of guys. An all-time that, great for a single team. I don't think you're. I think you're going to get. I don't know one. I just don't think you're going to get. So, well, what I would have thought would have been on there, but I guess I guess he never went back and beat the 49ers after he went to the Chiefs. But Joe Montana, would he be one? Joe Montana is not on the list. Ah, let's see. Uh, Dan Marino, would he have pulled off something? That like was the that? thought. He played a long career. Uh, Dan Marino is not on the list. John Elway. That was my Elway that's is, my homer. Elway is but. not on the list. He's Let's see. On. Let me help you a little bit. Uh, two are currently playing. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one okay. of them. He obviously hasn't beaten the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm gonna go with the with the wild card here. Maybe uh, LJ's favorite player. We'll go Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Absolutely correct. <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> Well, and if you think well, about it, I would it, like to it, say it, that Ben Big didn't. Uh, Big Ben, uh, Big Ben didn't get those ben wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was the it was the Steelers. That's my argument, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, but you know, you think about it. So, what had he been to two Super Bowls? Has he won uh, two? He's been he's to two, two. One two. I think he's been to two. Right. And one. well, you think about that. He's been around a long time, so he's played a lot of teams. So I, yeah. I can see. I wouldn't have thought of him, but yes, he was on the. Well, uh, and the, the Steelers so win a lot. I mean, that's just a fact. And, and they win a lot of football games, yeah. and that's I think somewhat related to Mr. Roethlisberger, maybe a little more than LJ does, but still, <laughs> uh, it's the team around him a lot. He had a great defense for years and years. Let's see, um, so there's one more player that's not playing. And he is not active. He's not a currently active quarterback. It's going to be somebody stupid like Vinny Testaverde or something. <laughs> no, but you're kind of on Tony the right Romo. track. No. <laughs> any, ch- any chance I get to mention Tony Romo, I got I to gotta take my chance. Let me see. I think I need to give you a hint. Um, Vinny Testaverde was on the right track. <laughs> well, because, I mean, he had a lengthy career. Uh, Brad Johnson? No, no. Um, this guy Garcia. played. No. <laughs> this guy played a lot of his, I think probably most of his career that you would remember with the Carolina Panthers. Delone. That the good guess, but before Delone. Uh God, I didn't know uh, I didn't know how, how long the uh, Panthers have been around. I don't know if I know a pre Delone. Well, y'all y'all would have been very young. Uh, I believe uh, he went to college and I hope he went to college State, if he got to the NFL. He stayed, I believe. Boy, I'm not drawing a name. Um, this is this is really it. good radio. I don't think we're gonna get it. I, I don't <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, all right, I'm going to give it to you. You ready? Give it to us, yeah. please. Carrie Collins. No. Oh, I, I not guess that. Yeah. But- I mean, who knew? He's beaten everybody but Miami. Wow. And, uh, I wouldn't have been Collins. able to guess the one team he hasn't beaten. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, but the, he was truly on the list. And I think he was a Penn State quarterback. And I think he played most of his career at Carolina. When I looked up his stats, there were a lot of Carolina. You know, it's interesting. Kerry Collins has played forever. And I know I played a lot. A lot of I, I know him more so from the tail end of his career. But I don't know. I would not. I didn't realize he played for the Panthers even. I, I think I remember he had that little run at the Titans for a little bit. I, I kind of remember him as a journeyman at the very end of his career. He, he was always. He's really kind of a journeyman, you know. I mean, uh, that's he had a pretty a impressive run with the stat though by but, him to like yeah. to kind of go. Hey, yeah. by the way, when he's talking to I his grandkids one day, journeyman might yeah. be the best way to get that sort of a stat. You know, like maybe, uh, maybe because you play like a different set of teams every couple of years instead of. Well, that's the thing with court. Breeze is Breeze just doesn't play the Ravens very often, so he hasn't had a yeah. lot of opportunities to beat the Ravens until. So I wonder if like maybe somebody like Fitzpatrick is like climbing up the list on something like that. You know, I mean, perhaps weird. Places. And you got to think Brady will never beat all thirty-two teams. I just don't see him finishing his career anywhere know. other than. I don't know. I'd like to you see think? in a couple years. I think he might be somewhere else. We'll see. We'll wow. see. Be, that that might be a topic for another day because that that is interesting. I, there there's, there might be a rift there between between the upper upper beings. Well, I think New there England, definitely I, is. It's just the question is, will it matter? Well, yeah, he's getting long in the tooth. I mean, geez, so. <laughs> So speaking of, uh, I wanted to bring this up. We didn't get a chance to touch on it last weekend. And uh, if you remember that last, the last two last week's primetime games, Sunday and Monday night, were both fantastic yeah. games. Great games, but great games. The the interesting thing is both of them were one was a what forty three to forty for the Patriots over the Chiefs, and then the other mm-hmm. one was I don't know I don't remember what the Packers final score was, but it was like thirty eight to thirty five. It was a real high scoring game. I mean, is that not is that the new NFL? Is these these high scoring thirty plus for both teams? And is that what the NFL wants? You think? Yes, and yes. Well, that's what they wanted with the rule changes. That's why we're where we are. They've been looking for high scoring games for like ten years now. So, and you can see the increase going. That Chiefs Patriots game. I know Adam Schefter throws out one. I think you've mentioned this a couple of weeks too, LJ. But Adam Schefter seems like every Tuesday or Monday puts like a. By the way, the NFL is on pace to have the most first downs, touchdowns, points, yeah. and all this blah blah blah. Yeah. But it almost looks like a. I mean, that Patriots Chiefs looked like a Big Twelve game. I mean, it was just whoever touched the ball last was gonna win if as long right. as they had at least thirty seconds. They didn't take. Oh any man, team. yeah. When when Mahomes threw that touchdown to Tyreek Hill, and there was like. Two and a half minutes. You just knew there was just that's way too quick. You knew that was a problem. Yeah. So I think part of this shift is a little bit about, you know, we see we see all the rules with safety and, you know, like the defenders can't can't really hit you going over the middle like they used to. So guys have so much more freedom than they used to and all that. But I think a lot of these this shift in the rule changes and, and the way the NFL is, I think fantasy football probably has a huge emphasis on why the NFL has shifted this. Because as viewers, yeah. we want our fantasy like just in general, like Thursday night's game when you're watching the Broncos Cardinals. If you're not LJ, if you're not LJ and a huge Bronco fan, you're probably only watching that game if you have David Johnson or if you have Larry yep. Fitzgerald or something. Right. And so I think the NFL knows fantasy football has give, it gives us a ton of ratings. And what do fantasy football owners want? They want points. Scores. So yes. I, I it was I was thinking about that the other day. On that uh on that on that topic, the idea of uh the NFL wanting all the fantasy owners uh to be watching, 
Uh, I think that that also like I figured out, I think a couple of days ago, what I think the Broncos are missing uh, because they've got like an elite pass rushing core now, even better than they had when they won their Super Bowl. Uh, They've just added more and more talent every year, but they still can't seem to like do anything on defense. And so, like, I think I kind of figured out what their problem is. Um, And that's something that you just, you know, you were talking about fantasy football makes you smarter, dumber, stay the same. I think fantasy football cannot give you that information. You cannot find uh, what the Broncos are doing wrong with their middle linebackers. If you're just a fantasy fan, you know what I mean? So, right. Well, and also, I mean, with the way I think NFL teams are starting to realize it too. And it's with the way the rules are, you just, you're not going to stop. Patrick Mahomes, like the Patriots go, we're not going to, he's going to, we might get a couple interceptions on him, but at the end of the day, he's going to score 30 points. So we better score 33 or 35 mm-hmm. or 40. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not going to get another year. I think like the 2000 Ravens where a defense can carry Trent Dilfer to a Super yeah. Bowl. Cause I just think you got to score. Once it gets to the playoffs, you're going to have to score 30 plus to win a game. We'll see. I still think there is like this. Uh, unspoken thing that you've got to have, you've got to have a decent rushing game to win a playoff game. I, I think that's still probably, I mean, we'll have to see what happens, but it just, it seems like that separates the, the good teams from the great teams. Once the playoffs start, did, did y'all see, speaking of, uh, the, the, the great coaches and, and the not so good coaches, I don't know how much longer old Hugh Jackson's going to get to stick around <laughs> at, uh, at Cleveland. I mean, you see, uh, I read a stat today. Uh, it was actually from uh, Ben Albright, who's joined the show a few times. He he put it, he put on Twitter that Bill Belichick would have to lose the next 1,070 games in a row, which would be the equivalent <laughs> to over 66 seasons, to fall to the same losing percentage as Hugh Jackson as a head coach. So just the gap between those two. Wow. Shifting a little bit on on sports. I know LJ was pumped to see this. Also, since the last time we've talked, the NBA has started back oh, up. God. <laughs> and I wanted to I wanted to talk about what do we think 2019 free agency oh, is going to look like? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, 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 this, this is more so just just trolling LJ, just messing with L. But you know, yeah, please where, get him out of his misery quick. Okay. But already, already, we're hard, we're having. To, could Kevin Durant go to the Knicks next year? Could Clay? Oh no. <laughs> it is funny, I'll tell you. It took it took literally like 24 hours. I think Kevin Durant and the Warriors got a win on opening night. And in a tweet, someone like he put something about uh one win or one game down, 81 more to go or something. And then his brother, who I don't remember his name, but his brother's like he has an Instagram like T Durant, and he commented on yeah. there, Yeah, we're about to get we're about to fill up this hand talking about rings on his fingers, and then we're yeah. out of here. And that, so and of course the Twitter blew up, like NBA Twitter blew up, like, oh, that's his brother saying he's going to New York, they're gonna win one more ring and he's going to New York, and it just blew up up and went all over the place and dressed like who even looks at the comments on an Instagram picture why are y'all worried about it and all I could think yeah. about was LJ just just pulling every single hair out of his head going why are we worried he's about gonna it? start if you don't stop talking can NBA fans it? just be happy watching some Polish giant dunking without stand without leaving <laughs> the ground like that's enough can we just enjoy that instead of talking about next year are we talking about my, my boy Boban at the Clippers <laughs> absolutely Man. that was amazing <laughs> how tall is that guy Seven six. I, seven six. Wow. So that's what they say. <laughs> he it, it's great to, it, the 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 clips of him dunking without leaving his feet are the best thing ever. I could watch highlights of that all day long. It's absurd. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. That's I was int- it's kind of interesting to see what to me, what uh I, I think I saw that last on Saturday night, 
the the Rockets played the Lakers and it was LeBron's home debut in LA and ESPN was it was wild to me to see how ESPN was drumming it up like advertising for this game and I was like this is game two of 82 I mean it's still it's like college football Saturday it's NFL like I I've never seen them like every break when they came back to the big college football game they would be like tonight at 9 30 we're showing the Lakers game and it, it turned out that I saw that the rating for that was the best rating ESPN's ever or gotten in a regular season game since uh, the Warriors won their 73rd game to break the Bulls record a couple years back. So it's just the NBA does draw in some numbers. LeBron and the Lakers, well, they draw in some numbers. And it's smart to it's smart to push it hard because football can't not piss off 80,000 people at a time. Like there's no way. So like just advertise hard for basketball and those fans will find a place to watch their sports. It's smart. Talk about Talk about uh, just sports in general, what people are watching. It's got to be a total slap in the face. I know we're not uh, huge baseball guys, but on Saturday, game seven of the NLCS to see who goes to the World Series, that's been shown on Fox all week. And it got pushed over to FS1 while the college game of the week or whatever was on Fox that really? night. Yeah. That, wow. I forget which game it was, but that that the a college regular season game, football game, took the primetime slot on Fox over game seven of the NLCS. That just blew my mind. I just would think, you know, the chance to go to the World Series. The world doesn't care about baseball unless it's in the series and they don't care about hockey unless it's in the cup. Sorry, John Payne. Yeah, uh, I mean, but it's it's a football, basketball and World Cup when every few four years or whatever and Olympics. And those are the sports that matter yeah. as far as TV. A lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. Did y'all see um, over the over the weekend? Uh, I know. Yeah, uh, I don't really know what Elon Musk does. I know he's like a billionaire, and and he's always talking about some random thing that he's going to create or whatever. Yeah. But he he took a shot at Fortnite and all the uh, Fortnite players I did out see there. That. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted out a, a a picture, and it was like, if you since you didn't, I don't think you've seen this, Dad. It was like an edited screenshot that he took, and he kind of changed up, and it looked like an article from a headline, and it says Elon Musk buys Fortnite and deletes it, and in there, like they put like a quote, and it says from Musk, I had to save the kids from eternal virginity. Because I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard much about Fortnite, but everybody and it seems like everybody in the world plays Fortnite right now. And then, no, it does. Yeah. So that led to the worst exchange of burns on the internet that I've ever seen in my life. Because then Fortnite's official Twitter account replied back with it with an actual article where Elon Musk predicts that SpaceX could be build they could build a base on Mars in the next decade or something. And they like replied with that article and was like, "Wow, a whole decade? Why don't you just build it?" LOL. And then Elon Musk said, uh, "Okay, yeah." Elon Musk replied back to it and was like. Things are difficult in reality. It was just the most boring dig back and forth between two people I've ever seen in my life. And I, Can I say, I think Elon Musk is a weird dude, but he is he I think he's a genius billionaire and he needs to stay off Twitter because I he is always in some fight that's just going to get him in trouble. Um, and if he just stayed off the Internet, I think he'd actually do some good. But, uh, then, you know, sounds like then, another person I could bring up. But anyway, um, and then. Some some Twitter user replied back eventually. I did say this and it was kind of funny. It said, excuse me. It's like some verified Fortnite guy. It's not Ninja, the guy that everyone knows, but he's one of the best players, whatever. And he said, excuse me, Mr. Musk, but I think it's important for me to state that I actually lost my virginity after playing Fortnite for the first time. And it's just like... Like a twenty-five-year-old professional gamer, it just cracked. Yeah. It was just cracking me up. What? What does Elon Musk? How did he get his money? Do y'all know PayPal? PayPal. He invented he it, and a guy named uh, uh, Peter Thiel 
uh, invented PayPal. And so then they both made a lot of money off of that and then invested that money into other companies and, you know, just were really smart with money for like 10 years. And now they're both like obscenely wealthy, like beyond. So he didn't make it. He didn't make his money like in this whole space realm and spaceships and flying. No, to this the is, moon and this is actually something that he's essentially doing for fun. You know, I mean, he hopes to make a profit on it someday, but he's building rockets just for the hell of it. So because it seems like over I don't know when it happened, but over the like the past like a year or two ago go out of nowhere elon musk just popped up out of like i don't remember what he did and all of a sudden it was like every day the top story was elon musk says we're gonna go to the moon or tesla's gonna do this or something i just i just had no idea how this guy made all his money yeah there's tesla's now in our atmosphere yeah he's got a company where they uh they dig holes through the ground to like clear for tunnels and then they use that yeah. dirt to pack into bricks and the name of that company is the boring company one of my favorite names for a company i've ever heard the- it's the, literally the, the boring, boring company. company. Yeah, because they bore through the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so that segues well, me now, perfect. He, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dad. Well, he's doing that, right? He's digging these tunnels for like to solve the L.A. Uh, traffic problem. Isn't he, he wants to build these super trains that I mean, he wants to build a train where you can go from L.A. to New York in like 45 minutes. Is that going to be underground? Is that as of right now, that's the plan, because if you think like the fastest place or fastest way to a place is a straight line, then, you know, if you could dig a straight line through a sphere, then that would be a lot faster than driving over the surface of it. So, Well, true. But I, I had heard, I mean, his main and I heard him on some podcast, but that that his biggest Rogan, deal maybe? now was was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Rogan, that's where he started smoking yeah. weed on, on it. On Did he smoke podcast. weed with Rogan on yeah, there? He, yeah, he lit up. Well, Joe Rogan was smoking. And Elon Musk was like, I think he made a joke and he was kind of like, you probably can't smoke this because you're you're like got, got all your stocks and everything. And people will say something. He's like, I can do whatever the hell I want to. So he grabs it and <laughs> takes him a good hit of God, it. See, I didn't listen to all well, of it, it. The pictures are hilarious because yeah. he looks like somebody that's never smoked before. So he's like, <laughs> it is, it is, <laughs> pretty, it is pretty funny. Up. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Sorry, podcast but, listeners. I'll have to cut that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, bad radio. I but, a picture and posted but, it. What were you what were you gonna say, Dad? What before we interrupted you about well, Elon Musk's weed smoking? His <laughs> his main thing was he's grilling these tunnels to solve the LA traffic problem. Yeah. He, you know, he's going to build roads. You're actually gonna drive under, you know, under the surface of the yeah. earth. Yeah. Uh so that was where he was doing all this boring is, is yeah. one of the things that I which did. I don't know. I don't know much about L.A., but apparently I, I, I don't think you're able to live in L.A. without like tweeting about the traffic. Like every celebrity that I yeah. know or that I follow, yeah. I don't know very many celebrities, but all the ones that I follow talk about how the traffic's so <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So this would be a, a pretty, pretty good invention. But so that gets me to. My next thought on Elon Musk is, is this guy just like me or you sitting around and we think, man, it'd be so cool if we could solve the traffic. And he's just like, I have enough effing money. I, let's do it. Let's actually solve it. I think to some degree, like me yeah. and you, we're, we obviously can't. He's just like, let's actually, because fi- most people just go, oh, that's so, you're not fixing LA traffic. Why They don't waste time on it. He's like, well, actually, if you put enough money into it and you do it, you might be able to fix it. And if you do, it'll probably be profitable because people will pay. Well, I mean, I think it. for one, I think he is like, he is a, he's an intelligent person um like verifiably just a really smart guy so like for one he can come up with an actual viable idea for it in a way that like i probably couldn't um, i don't want to speak for you two you you guys might be on that same level but uh, <laughs> uh he but then the, the other thing is yeah, he has enough capital yeah the jury's still out we'll see but he has the capital throw at it too which is huge yeah he surrounds himself with intellectuals that yeah. engineers and mechanical engineers and you know things people that can work on some of these problems well and that's what so if he has at, an idea if you go back to the boys stuck in that cave uh like over the summer 
which this is like a whole, you know, like if you want to love Elon Musk, this is a good thing to look up. And if you want to hate Elon Musk, this is a good thing to look up. But anyway, one of the things you can say from it is that an emergency happened and then he and a team of like 14 of the smartest engineers in the world just immediately started working on a project to to fix that situation um, and had like a prototype done in a week. But it actually it wouldn't have worked, right? Well, there's a lot of debate. It turns out that it it probably wouldn't. have. It's not as useful as a human diver because it wasn't as limber, you know, but it still might have been better than nothing had like the tides gone up or, you know, there it wouldn't have worked in the exact situation they were working on. But it, it looks like it was something that could have been useful in a different situation. Um, he takes much more credit than whatever. It, it's a whole saga. Yeah. But the fact but that he came up point- with something in a matter of weeks with some of the best engineers in the world, um, you know, what problem could you throw at that uh, someone like that at and not have at least an idea of a solution? Well, I think that's I, I think maybe one of the points you're getting to, or at least what I took from it. And it, it's just he, he saw something where these kids are trapped in a cave and he thought, hell, let's let's design something. Let's do something to try to get these guys out, even if it didn't work or wouldn't have worked. The fact that he got he was like, let's go get some smart ass people in a room yeah. with some money and let's figure this shit out and try to save these kids. That's just that's yeah. pretty cool. But then, yeah, if you want to. So if you want to like Elon Musk, that's cool. But you can look up and there's some things he did where you're just like, just shut your mouth, you know? Or yeah, you, just get off the there. internet, man. Just please. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, Dan. There, there's there's another person that maybe could use just uh, someone to take their phone well, away some nights. But <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we didn't clarify genius was an important part of what I said earlier. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all on the same page. <laughs> So, all right, we, we mentioned Musk and we mentioned space and all this travel. I, that kind of segues us into uh, the next topic. I think LJ wants to talk a little bit of aliens in space, and I'm always down for some yeah, for some space some aliens. and aliens. And hell, might even throw a little conspiracy in there. You never know. So, uh, <laughs> so hell, what's up? Just just talk to me. I do want to just while we're while we have like a, a nice uh, easy segue. I want to say that I have heard this theory that there are uh, aliens among us um, and we just don't know it. And so when you look at like the geniuses that are able to change the world, the Albert Einsteins, maybe the Elon Musk's, maybe those are aliens that have been sent down to protect us from ourselves. Um, and so like, that's maybe one way to kind of see the universe. I don't, just anyway, um, I could get lost. I started. Yeah. He's, he's uh, rolling over. They there. might actually well, be able to get us to the moon one day. Like Landa. Are <laughs> we not? We might not be doing that today. I'll let you go. What were you going to say? El? I did. Uh, so Kevin, I want you to know that, uh, I talked to Andrew, uh, and we decided that if you're going to go into your moon and dinosaurs thing, we need even teams on conspiracy theorists versus normal people. Um, okay. so he'll have to come on for that week. But, uh, anyway, Oh my book it, that is happening for the, for in the future. That is happening. Um, so have you guys ever heard of the Fermi paradox? Uh, I, I barely, you've mentioned it like once. I don't really know anything about it though. I v- vaguely heard about okay. it. Yes. So there's this, uh, there's this, it's, it's actually not really a paradox. Um, it's, it's more of just like a, a quandary that we don't have a real answer to, but, uh, there's this guy Enrico Fermi that came up with it. And, uh, so basically the idea is if you look at how many stars there are in the galaxy, there are basically 10,000. I'm getting all this off of a website, uh, waitbutwhy.com. We can post it in the show notes or whatever. Uh, but there are 10,000 stars basically for each grain of sand on Earth. And if you like keep going down the percentages, there's essentially like 100 habitable planets going around stars in our universe. And if 1% of those could grow intelligent life, and that means that there are as many planets with intelligent life in our universe as there are grains of sand on Earth, which is just like an astronomical number, right? Like, that's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm with you. So 
And and then you could even say like based in our own uh, in our own Milky Way galaxy, we're looking at something like uh, let me see a hundred thousand intelligent civilizations just in the Milky Way. Galaxy. So the question is, we've been trying to reach out for aliens for about a hundred years now, but like nobody's ever responded to us. So the question is, if there's almost a guarantee that there's a hundred thousand intelligent civilizations within our galaxy, why have none of them ever talked? To Are you with me on that logic so far? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think what I'm hearing you say is that there are so many planets and so many stars that are like our sun that the probability of a planet with an atmosphere that would support life as we know it almost has to exist. Maybe like you're saying, the grains of the the sand on the earth. There's got, if there's, even if it's minuscule, there's got to be a chance that there's life out there somewhere and if there is, why haven't they contacted us? Yeah. Am I hearing you right? Is that that's exactly what, what I'm asking? That is the Fermi okay. That's where that's where I was going. That is it. Okay. In a nutshell, is why in the world haven't haven't we heard from them? Um, and then another thing you can think of is like um, we, our planet is uh, generally considered to be four and a half billion years old, which is actually really pretty young in the scheme of things. So like there should be planets that are like twice as old as us and maybe even three times as old. So that that could support life. So like why haven't there been, you know, spacefaring? I don't know. Have you guys there? There are some theories that I think are interesting that we can get into. But do you guys have any ideas of why? If it's almost well, guaranteed that uh, aliens exist, why haven't we heard? From I've, I've thought a little bit about this. And like so you're saying we're we're a relatively young planet at what, whatever you said, four and a half billion it, years yeah. old. Yeah. So I've kind of thought. I just there's almost no way to me that there's not aliens out there or or whatever it is. I don't know what it is or maybe even more humans or something in a different planet. But what if they were like aliens. way what if they're much further advanced than we are as far as technology and we're just ignorant and dumb to them and they're we're like we're not going to reach out. We're not even going to contact them because they're just they they still have they're still way down there like I I wonder if they purposely they they do know we're here and they've heard us and they just like ah we're we're not gonna well, that is kind of like one of the theories of why we haven't been contacted is uh and I think this will stand out with dad uh there's kind of the prime directive theory where in Star Trek you didn't uh if a if a society hadn't figured out light speed travel then you talking to them would interfere with their evolution and therefore you might mess up what they were supposed to become or whatever and so you know to a degree we might be like a an un uh uncommunicated tribe of you know like we think of people that live on islands and it's like you know should we really go over there and tell them that they should live in skyscrapers no why would we do that they're not in a place that they're ready for that and so other people in the galaxy kind of see us the same way um so that's definitely one theory that i think is super interesting and plausible i would say that is a very plausible another one that i've heard is that we're like kind of maybe a zoo for other animals where they kind of like just kind of they're entertained by watching our i mean you know and it gets more entertaining every year um if you're not a part of the the garbage that is (laughs) living on earth but uh uh yeah what if what if we're just like a uh what if we're just a big study for some other like there's like let's let's throw this exactly truman show was coming to mind yeah Let's throw these countries together and have them all run by different people, and and we'll and what we'll, then we'll throw this like social media thing and see how a, a person reacts to that and how people live with that and just like they just throw stuff and like we're just a big sample to go oh wow that was terrible let's not do that let's not have that person run the entire uh, Germany or something let's not have a Hitler here yeah one of the things too okay so there are a couple other theories one of which is that there are no other civilizations out there and uh, that relies on this idea called the Great filter 
And so the idea is that at some point in evolution, there is like a thing that happens to a society that is almost certain to kill them off or to keep them from progressing scientifically. And so, uh, you know, an example of that could be like once a society uh, harnesses enough power to create something as powerful as a nuke, then they end up just killing themselves off and, uh, you know, never make it to the light speed sort of traveling technology or anything like that. And so one of the question is, where is the great filter? Like, have we passed it yet? Or um, like, are we unique? Like maybe the great filter is something like uh, two celled organisms, like having an organism be made up of two cells might be like really hard. And we just assume that that seems like the logical follow of life becomes more complex life. But maybe that's a really hard thing. But maybe it's like something that's upcoming where it's, you know, like overpopulation is just like a a must. Like it's just going to happen before you get to like light speed technology. So uh, so the idea is that we're either rare in that the we've already passed the great filter because, you mm-hmm. know, we have done something. We are the only people or, or one of very few societies to have ever passed this this filter that might be, you know, something like. Uh, complex cells or um, are, you, okay, let, yeah. are you saying the great filter is some point in our civilization that we must get past yeah. to move on to the next step of evolution? Is that, is uh, that what potentially, I'm hearing you Yeah. Say? I mean, it, it might be something that we've already passed or it might be something that uh, we have to eventually we have try yet to, to reach. Um, and it's okay. hard to know which one it is because we just don't know enough about the universe, but it could explain why there aren't other people or other beings out there if we believe that there aren't other beings. And so, yeah, it could be something really simple, but it could also be something that we just, um, you know, it might be something like harnessing fire. Like maybe that's the great filter is like learning how to use fire in a meaningful and control that or electricity or something like that. Or it could be something insanely complicated, like um, not, uh, you know, using uh, sharing food across the globe or, you know, creating energy out of stone or, you know, something that we just haven't gotten to the point that we even have to deal with yet. Um, or it could be something so insanely simple that we figured it out, uh, hundreds and hundreds of million. Um, so I I think that's interesting at either the idea is that we've already passed it and we're rare or we're one of the first civilizations, which seems unlikely, or we're looking at the great filter coming up. And so I just think that's such an interesting concept of like, that would be why there's radio silence out there is that, you know, there's just nothing else out there because we're either lucky or we're looming one or the other. So that's one thought. I don't know what's coming to mind as you're saying this is, you know, certainly the 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 Christianity. And if you believe in in God, I remember hearing Billy Graham one time, they asked him about life on another planet. He goes, well, I can tell you they're not sinners. And the guy said, well, why could you say that? He says, because God sent his only begotten son to this earth to, to save us, you know, and I thought that was interesting. His belief Definitely an interesting take. system. Yeah. And, and so, but anyway, what I guess as you were talking, what comes to mind is if you believe in the the Bible and that perhaps we are the only planet, you know, yeah. if you believe on that doctrine, it does seem very hard to believe that in the expanse, which is what you set up initially, right. the expanse of the universe and, and all that. But I, I do think it's got to be plausible in, that we're here alone. In the, I, I think that's in the a words possibility. Of Little Dicky, uh, why couldn't God F with aliens? <laughs> 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 um, um, 
But uh, mm. yeah, I mean, that's totally uh, uh, an- another interesting thing that came up. I was having this conversation with the intelligent uh, Benji Yeager. You guys know. Uh, oh, yeah. And, Shout out to Benji. And we were talking yeah. about. Uh, so what if like we actually uh, are a valuable resource that's maturing in some way? Like aliens do want a hold of something that we've got. But like, you know, you got to let the planet like you got to let your investment mature. And so they're like these like super intelligent, super highly technologically advanced beings uh, that are like traders that have invested in our planet for some reason. They're like waiting for us to like, you know, solve how to use uranium without killing people or whatever. And then their investment will mature. And then so are those beings that are like kind of protecting their investment, like, you know, they're guarding us from like raider pirate aliens or whatever. So are they kind of like, are they God, (laughs) you know? If those if these beings were to exist, so I have heard I have heard like this this big theory, and I, I, we won't go way into it, but like that really the whole like the Bible and Christianity is really like Jesus was an alien and he went off on a spaceship, <laughs> and like the Bible is like we're coming back at some point and all this stuff, but. That's neither here nor there. That's a long topic for another day. But it's interesting, you, like your thought on what if we are just like a study, and does that go back into your whole uh, like what if Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk aren't actually humans, and they're like the aliens here sent with us to kind of fix the shit that we get ourselves into or something? Well, like I think the like, smarter people. If you think of like an example of like so, uh, Albert Einstein, I think would be a good example of someone that could have been an alien sent here to protect us from ourselves because you think he. He showed up at a time where the world was as bad as it had ever been. He he was, you know, doing science leading up to World War Two. Um, and, uh, he then left Germany to, uh, help create the atomic bomb, which ended up essentially stopping, uh, Hitler and the rest of the axis of, of evil, as we call them now, uh, or not the axis of evil, but the axis powers in world war two. And so you could almost see that as like an, an alien coming down to protect the kind of like balance that is, uh, the politics of planet earth, which is interesting. So is it like too much to ask for one of these aliens to run for president or something? <laughs> like <laughs> we probably, if they're, if they're, pro- if they're idiots, but <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> they've mm. already, they've probably already tried. They're like, Oh, those dumb humans, they will elect one of our aliens. <laughs> yeah. They've been running. Well, they gotta be, <laughs> it's Bernie. <laughs> they gotta be sitting up there going, good God, they can't even get over the differences in the color of their skin. Yeah. Good oh, Lord. Yeah. Let's, you know, well, that's geez, the, the great you know? Bill Watterson who wrote Calvin and Hobbes had one of my favorite comics of, uh, essentially it was like, why do you think te- intelligent life has never talked to us? And I think Calvin says something along the lines of like, why would they? And uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so uh, a couple more things on the Fermi paradox is like, if they do exist, you know, it's definitely possible that we just, we have either contacted them and we don't know it. Um, like for example, time functions differently for them. Maybe each second in our time is like, uh, you know, or each thousand years in our time is like a second in our, their time. So like when they reach out to us, you know, their messages are so long that we can't even comprehend that their messages or something. And another one could be that they've already visited, but like, you know, humans have been around for a lot longer than writing has been around. So who knows what some like Iroquois saw out in 7 million years BC or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, what kind of blows my mind and this just is, is us talking about, you know, create the stuff that we have no idea on and we're just throwing random stuff out there, but like the whole like Stonehenge and how the hell like they were able to, to build that back then w- without like cars or wheels or something to, to well, transport wheels, these huge like, rocks. They had wheels, but yeah, I mean like the py- pyramids, how they got those big rocks up. You know, like even to build those today, to build those today, you'd be like, that's impressive. And they did that 
when we didn't have any of that, or no, I, nowhere near the tools that we have today to build stuff. It just blows my mind. But it also took a, a lot longer. Like I know like the pyramids took um, like multiple, multiple, multiple lifetimes to create. And they were made by, you know, like they were, they were a side project for farmers that had the summer off or whatever. Um, and so it like, you know, you'd put up like 17 stones a year or something like that. It wasn't like, you know, we have this idea of like, and then they built this amazing. Thing yeah. We, we think of it as like freeway. a building gets. Yeah. yeah. We think of it as like a, a skyscraper gets built in a year. We forget how, how long Egypt existed. Did you know that Cleopatra lived closer to the moon landing than the building of the pyramids? Wow. No. Yeah. Okay. I so, didn't know. Okay. It, it kind of throws you into that. It makes you realize that like as much as a year seems or like these past 25 years seems for me, it's just like a tiny yeah. little itty bitty speck on yeah. the speck. On the whole, on the whole freaking well, that's world. What, when I think and, when I think too hard about the Fermi paradox, I feel like it's the paradox. It kind of hurts your brain. Me, it makes me feel so small and so alone. You know, like the fact that we are nothing in any scale of anything outside of our own existence, but also there might be nothing else. It feels like there's nothing else. So it's like you know, it's so weird. It's such a weird feeling. Ennui, maybe is it ennui? Ennui, yeah. Where you just that's apathy, basically. You just uh, uh, don't care. The other, the um, other creepy explanation that I enjoy for uh, for the Fermi paradox is uh, potentially uh, every na- every other civilization is out there hearing us, but there's like these like pirate aliens that are out just marauding the everything, and so all they can think is like those idiots need to shut up. They're coming. You know what I mean? So like we're the only ones making noise because we're the only ones that are just like, hey, everybody, come get me. So uh, we'll see if that happens. Probably not. We're out. Yeah, we're 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 so maybe we're the dumb person in the scary movie. Like we're just the killers out there well, and they're coming. We're just like there's sending a lot out of evidence s- about that. And we're sitting out signals <laughs> like, hey, this is where we are. This is. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else is like STFE. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the Fermi paradox. Uh, you know, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Clemson's quarterback, who is not there any longer, they have that Trevor Lawrence is the freshman, and he took the job of Kelly Bryant, uh, who was their quarterback that led him to, I think, a championship two years ago and then to the playoffs last year. But he's a really good quarterback, but this freshman's supposed to be even better. So they benched uh, Kelly Bryant, and now he still has it with the new transfer rules. Since he only played in four year, four games, he is able to still redshirt and transfer and get a, he's a grad transfer, so he won't even have to sit out a year because he'll graduate this year. So that long buildup was he's visiting around some schools and thinking about where he might go. Well, the University of Arkansas's now head coach, Chad Morris, used to coach at Clemson and recruited Kelly Bryant to Clemson. So he has a little bit of connection. And Kelly Bryant made an official visit to the University of Arkansas this weekend and was in Fayetteville okay. and he watched the game and was on Dixon. And I just realized, which I already knew this, but college fandom is absurd, especially in the South. Like just the following people, <laughs> like people were like itching on Twitter to know where's what's what's the latest in Kelly Bryant. And the updates were like, <laughs> Kelly Bryant's yeah. at JJ's Bar and Grill. Kelly Bryant just had a steak at Doe's. And I'm like, oh my, people, and it was not only are reporters reporting every single fact about Kelly Bryant, but people are out there salivating, like re- refreshing their phone yeah. to know what's next. And like, it just blows my mind. I don't think people realize when, when the, it, when they say on the SEC commercial, like the SEC, it just means more, not necessarily is like, I don't even, we don't, this isn't even an argument about uh, SEC football is better than Big 12 or better than other stuff. It's that these sure. towns like Fayetteville or, or, or where Alabama and, and all these different towns, 
they don't have a pro team. And so, and even like Arkansas, they don't have a pro, like they don't have a huge, like a Dallas Cowboys or something in the state. So these fans are really insane about their college programs. And it just Mm -hmm. blew my mind to go like, there's like confirmed Kelly Bryant. He just called the hogs at JJ's. He's coming to Arkansas next year. And then like, I saw people that I follow on Twitter. Clearly they just search because they got in this big argument. I was like, I was reading. I don't know why I spent 10 minutes looking at this, but I saw they got in this big argument with some random person. And I looked up who the person was and it's this random person from North Carolina who tweeted out something about Kelly Bryant. And he just said, why would Kelly Bryant go to Arkansas? Question mark. And so the person that I know that got into the argument with them clearly just searched yeah. on Google or on uh, yeah. Twitter, <laughs> Kelly Bryant and picked out like, this person was this like, yeah. and so I was looking at this guy's tweets. He was like, oh my God, I, w- I really just didn't know why that Chad Morris, I forgot he was at Clemson <laughs> and I just got berated by a ton of Arkansas fans <laughs> on why Kelly Bryant would come. <laughs> and it just blew my mind. Like this is, this is what, when the SEC says it means more, it's because we're crazy as hell and, and we love yeah. college football. Well, that's, it means we're insane. <laughs> yeah. I lived yes. in uh, Little Rock. I don't know if you guys remember when Michael Dyer was going to school at uh, yeah. uh, Little Rock Christian and everybody was losing their mind over where he was going to go to college. And it's like, this kid's 17. He yeah. doesn't know yeah. what he's going to do this afternoon. He doesn't know whether he's going to go to TCBY or like <laughs> the ice cream shop. Like, he doesn't know. And, so, and like, get off his back. Man. And you're still here in every, like, I guarantee you the sports talk shows tomorrow will start with, like, there was literally after the Tulsa game, after yeah. Arkansas Tulsa game, the, there was like this, this uh, show that does like a post game radio show. And like, their tweets were like, Hey, can you please come on and talk about the Kelly Bryant visit and what we can expect in the future? And and all I could think is that tweet was just missing, and I'll hang up and listen because I mean it's just <laughs> I guarantee you all the calls, all the calls on Monday morning is going to be like, so when is Kelly Bryant committing? When when is this? And uh, LJ's right, at least like with Kelly Bryant, he is a twenty two year old or twenty one year old, but he's a man. He's almost a man. <laughs> but they do the same thing about these seventeen year olds who are just like they don't even know what. They're, yeah. If they're gonna get eat a lunch at the school, or if they're gonna wait and get McDonald's after they get out, and yeah. we're like, "What are you gonna do for the next four <laughs> years of your life? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" Uh, well, that's okay. So that kind of reminds me of there's this really good like uh, I think it's like an hour and a half worth of material documentary ish thing on YouTube made by SB Nation about uh, uh, paying players uh, at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Right, 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 and. Uh, it's really great, uh, but uh, it just reminds me of like one of the things they talk about is how like you're like trying to the the people that do the paying of the players illegally. Uh, they talk about like how it's really tough because like you're trying to make sure that you're like paying them enough to where they like actually won't change their minds on a whim because somebody else like told their mom that they should go here or what because you're you're dealing with children. I mean, you really are. And so like to get a commitment from somebody to go to Ole Miss, a commitment means what? A commitment means I promise I won't change my mind until I change my mind. So uh and what are they going to do? They're going to say like, well, we paid them, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and they changed their mind on us. So like, let's sue them or what, you know, you yeah. there's no leeways. Well, interesting. Uh, it's hard out there paying players. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> about, about your, uh, about paying players. Did y'all see that, uh, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski for ESPN tweeted out, I think Friday or maybe Thursday that the NBA plans to now offer a professional path to the G league with select $125,000 salaries to players as an alternative to the one-and-done college route. And I'm into the it. interesting thing, so what I found interesting about it is this, I, I'm, I, I'm with you, why not pay these players? Two, uh, I, I think people at like Duke or, or Kentucky or somewhere, like if you told if you told Duke that yeah. all it's going to cost is $125,000 to get Zion Williams, I bet they would take that. That's a steal. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But would DeAndre Ayton allegedly get paid? Oh, I, 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 he was around 100000 and that's just the maybe he got paid. There's still so much more they get. And, but right. the, the, the thing that's interesting, though, is that throws in a whole nother like I, I that is good and I think people will take a six figure salary but you also miss out like the G League is a lot like the I don't know everything about it but it's similar to like the minor leagues in baseball where you're traveling on buses you're staying in not it's not the NFL the NBA life where you're on first class yeah. commercial no, planes and going right. to these huge stadiums and playing in the Staples Center this is not the best uh, glamour life at all and you're telling guys like I don't know what if if or what Zion Williams may be getting paid at Duke, but he gets to go be at Duke for a year where they're going to, like we just talked about with college fans, they're going to love him. And yeah. he's going to be everything. Like they did their well, Midnight Madness and it went crazy. And the Cameron Crazies, the, there's an environment there. That the question get. I have then, the question I have then uh, that would make it worth it is, how what what does it take to get called up if you're like obviously like a you know one of those players from like the LeBron Kobe could have could have gone from high school to NBA players and you're in the G League now like do you have to play a whole year to get called up or is it like once you played three games they can call it like do you know no it's still they're, they're this is worked out they did this I think there was like a big meeting they did over the week the owners meeting and they have this is something they're planning on introducing we don't know all the facts I do know that it's only going to be for select players. So it's not like everyone that goes to the G League is going to get this $125,000 salary. It's going to be, like you okay. said, it's going to be the guys who are legit superstar talents like Zion Williams, like LeBron was, like Kobe was. But uh, the thing that kind of gets lost in the weeds from this, you know, this is exactly what one Mr. LeVar Ball was trying to start with his basketball league. It is the blueprint of what he was doing. Yeah. Like, he kind yeah. of, as much as people don't like LeVar Ball, I know, Dad, there's been times where you're not the biggest fan. He kind of is the reason I think this is getting started. The NBA is like, all right, let's shut – like. They kind of shut LeVar Ball down because there's no way his league even matters anymore because this one's affiliated with the NBA and pays the same. Right. But the NBA did this to, because LeVar Ball was putting up a league. So it's kind of interesting to me that he kind of started something. And it, yeah. it was crazy enough that the NBA was like, ah, shit, yeah. let's do it. And it's going to come. I think y'all are to the, the right point. At some point, it, I don't know how the NCAA does it. They're just going to start paying the athletes. I don't know how or why or how they can do it. But Guys are guys are getting paid. Like it was funny the the, the recent report was and that, that that FBI stuff's going on a little more. And there was like a new report. We won't get way into it, but Z- apparently Zion Williams was Bill Self's in trouble right now because uh, Zion Williams asked for uh, cash and job opportunities for his parents and a place to stay or something, and they were going to make it work. And one of the one of the people that works for Adidas said that Bill Self told him that, hey, you need to get this for Zion Williams. And they have like a phone recording of it. So now, but the, the what's what's more interesting to me mm-hmm, is, okay. what's more interesting is, oh, so wait, Zion Williamson was asking for all these things from Bill Self. And then he decided to go to Duke because he wants a good education and he and he wants to go yeah. play. So I bet, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But if he was asking for money before and then changed his mind, probably still asking for money. Priorities change and if I'm Zion, all of a sudden. <laughs> And if I'm Zion Williams, I'm like LJ, though. If I'm him, yeah, go ask for your money. If, if someone's willing to pay you, go get paid. It just needs to change where they can go pro well, straight out of, out of high school. but And that yeah. will soon, I uh, think. Well, and that kind of reminds me of that documentary I was talking about on YouTube, uh, where uh, they, you know, the way that you actually get uh, school in trouble with the paying of the players is you got to talk to a player that got paid by the coach staff, the coaching staff that's currently there, mm-hmm. or at least got offered. And so that's when you can talk to like rival school and say like, hey, uh, linebacker for Mississippi State, how much did Ole Miss offer to pay you? And then that's when you can start getting things. Well, paid. and that one's... Um, so that 
might be somewhere that comes. That store is interesting. And I've followed some of that stuff you're talking about from SB Nation. And that one's interesting because it's like rival schools now who guys are trying to kind of get at Ole Miss. Like, oh, Ole Miss offered, like, Ole Miss did pay me, but Mississippi State offered me too. And, and like, you know, they start yeah. throwing stuff under the bus and that can start a whole war. But yeah, yeah. that I think will get into mm. our whole, our, our whole pay the players stuff. But. So yeah, we haven't done this in a while because we haven't been recording with each other. We haven't uh, we hadn't all been on the same pod in a while. So I wanted to do what we're listening to because I haven't heard right. I haven't heard what what Dad's right. been listening to. What LJ and actually I got a, a, an interesting album that uh, Jake, you know Jake the the Snake who joined our our podcast once who won the, the yes, tournament. He put me on this new album. I want to tell you all about. But news in in the mu- in the music world as you remember that the album maybe one of the best R and B albums of all time, uh, Usher's Confessions album. Oh. Oh boy. It was actually, it yeah. was a, okay. I think it was the first album I ever, which I, I say I bought with my money. It was probably money that I got from mom or dad. Cause I was, I think that came out in 2004. <laughs> so I, I was a, a little bitty kid, but it was the first album like I owned and it was my album and I was put it in my little CD player with the headphones, whatnot. But yeah. the Philadelphia songwriter, Daniel Marino just got awarded $44 million out of, because he won a lawsuit where he proved that he wrote the guitar hook and tempo for the song called Bad Girl, which is one of the singles off that album. And I just blew my mind that mm. it's 2018 now. It took 14 years for him to prove that. And I, I guess it was worth all the wait because he, he's getting 44 million. It's not all from Usher. I think like 12 million was from Usher. Some was from the recording art uh, studio. And it's all yeah. from different stuff. But that just blew my mind that I wonder how often that happens where someone kind of gets something stolen from them. And really, they just can't battle the well, big suits like they can't battle the. There's actually I would love to share a video now that you brought that up. Uh, this this bass guitar player that does like sort of like YouTube music education uh, has this video on whether or not uh, Ed Sheeran stole from Marvin Gaye because there was a lawsuit about that going on relatively recently. And it is so interesting the way that he talks about like what constitutes stealing and like, can you steal um, a guitar line? Because how many guitar lines can there be to write? Am I yeah. right? Like there's, there is a limit. There's got to be a finite number. number. Yeah. Right. And you, and you said tempo is, a, is something that he technically created. And there's only like, there are literally just as many tempos as there are numbers. That's it. <laughs> a tempo is a number. So he didn't invent the tempo of 166 or whatever. So yeah. So it's really hard to, to really even quantify well, what Steve. And it's uses. just, it was just interesting to me because obviously if this took, uh, 14 years to finally win. And it, uh, like we said, it was worth the wait. He won 44 million, but that means this guy had to lawyer up and go to court for 14 years. That's expensive. Yeah. And if yeah. I'm thinking of like out of the realm of say like our boy truth that, that makes yeah. the music for us on this. Like if he comes up with something and like a big name rapper found it and stole it, we probably don't have the money to go, go to, you probably go to say war like, okay, these. future, uh, please give me a shout out. Well, and yeah, uh, like you, example, you can't go to war to- with this. That happened to a guy. It ended up working out for him, but uh, but you know, so uh, Drake wrote uh, "So Far Gone" as his first like real mixtape that got big, right? And do you remember the end of that? That beautiful piano piece. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was actually a song completely written by a guy named Chili Gonzalez, and Drake just totally stole the song and put it on his album with a wine cork popping off at the beginning of it. Um, and really, 
So Chili Gonzalez didn't have any recourse. What was he going to do? Sue him for a mixtape because you don't make profit off of a mixtape. So it's like, you know, what are you going to take from him? Um, but he ended up like making a little bit of a stink on, I think, Twitter or something like that. And he ended up actually uh, working with Drake for uh, whatever that album was that had Marvin's room on it or whatever. Take care. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he worked with him on take care. So it kind of well, worked, worked out, but out it is like, cool. yeah, but you can't, I mean, you know, if Drake steals from you, the middle tier famous uh, composer, then what are you going to do? I mean, his fans are never going to let you like just take credit for it. And yeah, the court case is not going to be worth your money because you're going to not have enough money to see it all the way through. So it's rough. I, I just thought, I, I just thought that one, it was interesting that that happened now. And then I, I love, I saw the link and I thought, Oh, I love that album. So I wanted to read about it. And mm-hmm. then, and then I was just like, I thought about, it, I was like, man, if that were me and I made a song, I probably just couldn't go to war with Usher. I, yeah. I just had to go. It's pretty cool that Usher's song is actually stolen from me, but no one will ever know. Yeah. But me yeah. and probably like y'all, like my family, right. but it's still right. cool. Well, we share it with so, our dozens of people. What we're listening? What are podcast. you listening to? Yeah. yeah. What, what, yeah. what we're listening to? Uh, my, my boy, okay. Jake Perlman put me on. Uh, oh, have right. you ever heard of? Have you? Yeah, ever, I was wondering, what are we listening <laughs> we to? We got way off the trail. <laughs> <laughs> have have you ever uh have you ever heard of Tierra Wack LJ? No. It's uh, I I just I think I heard about her about 2 weeks ago whenever Jake just sent me a message like hey you should listen to this and it's it's a it, the latest album she has a couple of different albums but her latest album is this album called Wack World. It came okay. out this year and it's 15 songs. Each one is 1 minute long. So it's a 15 minute album. Oh, and it it's okay. the weirdest it's the weird one the music's just really cool and interesting. And I think okay. I think you'd really dig it. Yeah. But it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing for me because I kind of hate it and kind of love it at the same time. Because right. since the songs are one minute, like as soon as I start to really start getting into it, it's over. And the next song comes right. on. And then as soon right. as I start to get into that song, the next song comes on. So I'm like, I'm kind of like, damn it. I want a full three minutes or four minutes of this song, not just interesting. the 50 seconds. But it's 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 mm. interesting. And then it's a I put in the show notes. It's actually like a visual album, too. So it has like a 15 minute video of going. That's super but I just, interesting to me because, you know, I, I write a lot of music for shows and they're usually like about one minute long. And then so like after the show's done, actors will be like, can we get like a CD of the music in the show? And it's like you heard every bit that I wrote. Like yeah, there's, there's <laughs> that, that's the song. <laughs> that's the song. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and write it out to be four minutes just for you. Like, no, <laughs> just, it's done. just for you. So that's interesting. I wonder like what led up to being one minute songs. I, I'm And it's totally not like, kidding. yeah. That would be, I would, I would too, because it's not, I've I've listened to other stuff by her and it's not like some of her singles and stuff does that they're full songs, like normal, normal songs. Right. She's not just like lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So Tierra Wax, she's, she's worth a listen. All right. Uh, Dad, what, what have you, you always got something, something interesting. Well, I mean, I've got one song by one group. I mean, you've probably been listening to your boy, that pod, uh, what's the podcast you listen to all the time? He's not bad. Yeah. No, Gladwell's not okay, out. He didn't have any new we're ones still out waiting. yet. So, we're still waiting. So yeah, we're still Gladwell, waiting on that. With bated breath. With bated breath. I can't. We I just need can't more to wait. talk about. Put out a new episode, um, please. <laughs> <laughs> I might bring up something of one of his uh, obscure ones we hadn't talked about. Um, do you know the band Wooster? Sounds familiar. W o o s t e r Wooster. Uh, they got a song "Ooh Girl," just oh, and that's what yeah. I'm going to put on. Okay. It's it's uh, you probably heard it on some of my playlists before, so. but I just heard it this weekend and and I really like it. We actually built a little fire; it was cool uh, here last night and had some music going. Uh, had a little, I had a little uh, accident too. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> can we can we tell the? Like, you, you, know, you, you have to tell it out. Okay. You, have you to can't tell. just say I so, had an accident. And- 
So, I mean, I've got I've got like Tammy and Joe and Carla. They're they're sitting up there, you know, and they're they're having some drinks, you know, on the porch and I'm tending the fire. Okay. And I start walking back and tending somehow perfectly, you know, you know, a fire poker. Yeah. You know, what I'm talking yeah. about a, a fire poker. Somehow I take a step. Right. And the fire poker catches the top of my shoe. It's laying on the ground. OK. okay. So the end of the fire poker catches my shoe. The other end digs into the ground. And so I'm trying to take a step. And the fire poker's got my legs stuck. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't, I'm stuck, but all my momentum's going forward. Did you so fall? I fall down. I fall down and go boom. And and so big big tree go on, boom. <laughs> big tree go boom on the bricks. On the bricks. I mean, I didn't even fall on the on the grass that would have been a little oh, soft. Man. I fall on the bricks and right on my hip. And, and, and so, I mean, I fall down, I go boom and nobody says anything. And I'm like, maybe they didn't see me or what, you know, how could they not see a 200 pound man fall down, be go awkward boom. as hell and fall down and go boom. But nobody said a word because they didn't know if that was going to be embarrassing. Anyway, I kind of get up, I shake it off, look around and they kind of go, are you okay? <laughs> so they completely saw me. They didn't want to embarrass oh, me. Man. And then this morning I get up out of bed and like my hips, it, it's okay. I'm going to be fine. But it's like my hips kind of <laughs> bruised and sore fine. and everything. I mean, can you imagine a fire poker catches the top No, I, honestly, I don't know how a fire poker grass. grabs your shoe. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm I gonna... will show you. You're coming down next weekend, <laughs> yeah. Kevin. I will show you. I'll give you a visual. Can we get a video of, of said reenactment? So we can post <laughs> <them>? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it's. Well, and here, boys, is the main lesson of all this. <laughs> there we you go. We need mean, a lesson. You never mean to have an accident. You never plan on having an accident. It can, I mean, as careful as you can be, as careful title. as you are, you can you can still have an accident. Now, so anyway, and in between doing all this, I was listening to Wooster. <laughs> oh, girl. So to bring it back in. <laughs> to write it back in. To write it back in. Well, uh, we were listening to. So Wooster, I have so. I have two follow up questions. Well, one, one's okay. a question, one's just a statement. But was was alcohol involved? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then and then my the, the the statement I had was I just don't I hope the listeners out there notice this as well. But that that means you're you're fighting through the pain. You're podcasting through yeah. a sore hip right now. Like you. Woke up, oh, you yeah. were sore. I mean, you you made it into I mean, the he office. He did make a he point to down. tell us about it. He is pulling a, a Big Ben, but uh, you know. yeah, he's wearing no, he's wearing a walking no. boot. He's wearing a walking <laughs> yeah. boot right now. But no, he's like, what am I listening to? <laughs> well, my hip is bothering me, but Wooster, <laughs> but I'm playing through it. <laughs> oh my goodness! And he thought about not sharing well. this accident with us, boy. No, I'm trying to give you two young bucks a story, a, a, a story in life that's going to help you. You never plan to have an accident. Beware, they can always happen. And unfortunately, Kevin, as you hit the nail on the head, alcohol was involved. So anyway, that's what I'm listening to. All right. So, so I hope everybody, when they listen to Ooh Girl, they just think of they think of Dad falling and wobbling his arm around and falling on the brick. So El, what what have you been listening to? You've been listening to anything good? Well, I've been working hard on, so I've got like a bunch of minutes songs for Anne Frank that we wrote uh, with some of the students. So you can't listen to those, but other things I've been listening to is, uh, so it's, it's now finally like legit cold. So I've been listening to, to time bomb by iration. Cause it makes me Ooh. feel like summertime, you know, yeah, it warms me up a bit. So that's pretty great. Um, and that then is uh, really great. Yeah. 
Uh, I think dad, you showed me that band. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, maybe so, but yeah, great band. Uh, and then I've also been listening to tank and the bangers came out with a new song a couple weeks ago called spaceships. And Ooh. it is spectacular. And well, they're performing in Chicago. Listen. They're performing in Chicago on Friday. And if I can like, just make some money magically appear, Hannah and I will definitely have to go, but uh, yeah. we'll just have to see. You but, know, yeah, the name of the song, LJ spaceship. spaceship spaceship. Got it. You know what? I, I just Plural. realized, spaceships. I just realized that, and I mentioned him before, but y'all remember when I mentioned Leon Bridges and he did the the, yeah. the Tiny Desk concert? Well, apparently he was up in Northwest Arkansas in Bentonville playing a concert and I had no idea. Someone okay. someone put on their story. They were like, Leon Bridges. And I was like, wait, where where was Leon Bridges? And they're like, oh, he was he was here. And I just, it pissed me off because I was like, why? if I'd have known this, <laughs> I would have made a plan to try to go You'd see. You've been there. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like LJ. I'd, I'd have to check. I'd had to transfer some funds around, you know, the way my bank account's set up. But uh, <laughs> I have to pull out from my book, a little bit, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> or I just have to put a lot on uh, one of Uncle Tony's, one of Uncle Tony's lines, and hopefully I make some money. <laughs> but I would, I just really wish I would have seen a Leon Bridges live. It'd have been awesome. But yeah, I bet yeah, he puts on a great. hell of a live show. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that about yeah. wraps us up for this week. It was good to finally get back on with you guys. It seems like it's been. Yes. Forever, mm-hmm. but uh, way too long. But now, and then we'll we'll be back later this week. We'll do we'll uh, we'll recap some of the NFL games. I know everyone's waited with bated breath to hear. It's been a it's been a couple yeah. weeks, so they were they probably what they're probably upset because they didn't get to win. They they bet on their like their own money and on their own thoughts. Yeah, from and they didn't they didn't yeah. have any they yeah. didn't have like a couple of steals from Uncle Tony on who to bet on, and so they just lost their ass this way. They probably bet on the Cowboys or something. And <laughs> all right, guys, we'll try to have Uncle Tony back. <laughs> On too. We'll see I can what just, we can do. Well, but the the Broncos won big, and uh, Roethlisberger didn't play, so we might not even have anything to yell about this week. I don't know what we're going to even do. I, I can just I can just picture Tony's Tony's head just getting bigger and bigger as he's as this is playing, and it's just like, yeah, you're darn right. Yeah. All right, yeah, he needs help with that. Well, for, for for this week's Just Press Play, I think that'll do it, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>